friends, I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week, we're talking about the romantic comedy Inkwell and the iconic television show 227. Inkwell was a 1994 film that follows Drew Tate, a shy and awkward 16-year-old, as he pursues his crush Lauren while he spends the summer with relatives in Martha's Vineyard. The film stars Lorenz Tate, Jada Pinkett Smith, Joe Morton, Glenn Turman, Vanessa Calloway, and more. Next, we'll be talking about the iconic sitcom 227. From 1985 to 1990, we follow the life of Mary Jenkins, other known as Mary, played by Marla Gibbs, along with the rest of the residents of 227 Lexington Place in Washington, D.C. It starred Regina King, Jack A. Harry, Helen Martin, Curtis Baldwin, Countess Vaughn, and more. Today's guest is comedian, actress, producer, author, and my big sister, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish was the breakout star of the Smash Comedy Girls Trip, alongside Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, and Regina Hall. Her additional film and TV credits include, but are not limited to, The Last OG, Night School, The Carmichael Show, Self Made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, and the host of the TV show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. All right, let's start the show. So, my sister, mm-hmm. how are you doing today, friend? I am good today. I uh, exercised this morning. I got in the sauna. Um, mm. I weighed myself last night. I weighed 162.4. This 162 wow. pounds or four ounces got on the scale this morning after I got out the sauna and exercise and stuff and I took a good poop and then I got on the scale again and I weigh 159 so oh, oh. I, I, I slept off and sweated off and maybe pooped off three pounds I feel great listen listen I uh I don't remember the last time I weighed that much I think it was the Clinton administration um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only 36 years old. So, but I think with me in this quarantine, I've been like bouncing around. Like I lost, cause I was on a fast at the beginning. So I lost like 10 pounds. Um, and then now I've been like jockeying around the same three to four yeah. pounds. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to, cause I was like, man, I should be working out all the time and dieting and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I have been working out as much as I can. I've been paying attention to what I eat. But at the same time, I was like, I can't be on the super strict diet and I'm fucking scared every day. So something's going to have to give. I mean, as long as I leave this bitch with a neck, I think I won. <laughs> you got a <laughs> neck. You got a neck. I got it. And that's you all that's it. the goal. <clears throat> as long as I keep my neck, I'm going to be fine. So before we get into Inkwell in 227, uh, I knew you before Girls Trip. But a lot of mm-hmm. people got introduced to you through Girls Trip. What was it like working on the film? And uh, did you know it was going to get so well received? It was super fun working on this movie. Girls Trip had to be one of the best jobs I ever had. Because it was mm. like playing every day with my friends, you know. And right. we had, and they weren't my friends at first. You know, they became my friends on the, on the movie set. And we just laughed every day and had fun. And I didn't know it was going to have such a well, 
received um, outcome. I personally just thought, well, you know, if anybody sees it, hopefully they have as much fun as we did making it. Right. Because I had a blast. That's amazing. So you chose Inkwell and 227. Why did you shoot? Why did you choose those? Um, why did you choose that movie and that TV show today? Inkwell was the very first black movie I fell in love with. It was the mm. first movie I went to see uh, with me and my girlfriends, just me and my friends. We was like 12, 13 years old. And it was, maybe we were 14. When did, What year did it come out? Uh, the movie is from, let's see, 1994. Yeah, 94. So I was probably like 13, about to be 14. Mm-hmm. I might have been 14, about to be 15. Either way it goes, it was the first time I had, like, I was, I felt grown up. And then I watched this movie and I thought to myself, wow, black people got their own beach and houses and stuff. This is awesome. And they going on vacation. I had never seen black people go on vacation at that point in my life. I thought that was the most amazing thing in the world to see them going on a vacation. I didn't know black people. I thought the only time you take a vacation as a black person is if somebody in your family passed away in another state and then you go to the funeral. That's your vacation. So you just taking a trip. So it's just like we, we, we handle in business. It's not even like a real vacation. We ain't relaxing when we doing this. We got to put somebody to rest. Right. I didn't think black people took vacations because we didn't do that. You didn't know anybody growing up who went on vacation? Nah. Damn. Only white people. Only white people. So I thought that was a white people thing. That is so interesting. Because I guess, because I mean, we would go on, like we would go to Miami to see my grandma, but like my mom would take us to, um, like sometimes just day trips to the beach or day trips to Chattanooga. But I think when I was like the seventh grade, we went like on a vacation. We went um, to Hilton Head. And, like, I brought one of my friends and my brother brought one of his friends and my aunt and my cousins came. And we went, like, on a vacation to, like, Savannah. Well, I mean, we went to Hilton Head and we stayed in Savannah. But I did not. That's wild. I guess I'm not always gone on trips and my friends had always gone. Look, so I remember one time we went to Vegas. We drove Mm -hmm. all the way out there. We stayed in a hotel room. The bed vibrated. We thought that was super cool. Then we went to Circus Circus and we drove back. Oh, and my mm. mom and stepdad left us in the room by ourselves all night. They left. They so, just went out I guess, of time. So, so I didn't consider that really a vacation. That was uh, like a, a road trip, a quick like turnaround, I feel like, maybe. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, yeah. That to me wasn't a vacation. And then we went another time to uh, 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 camping where there was like motorhomes. We did that for two days. So I guess that was a vacation. But it didn't register to me as a vacation. It felt like a punishment. Because it's camping. Yeah, I had to pee in the bucket. No. That don't seem relaxing to me. Like, I've had friends try to take me home. I didn't go, I didn't know black people went camping for a long time. Because it was like, no, 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 no. We invented indoors and we really were happy about it. Yeah, but no, we did it one time. We never did it again. Never went again. I couldn't handle it. My aunt and them would go, and one of my cousins asked me to come, and I was like, "What well, was the cousin? It was like my mama friend, stepson. He's like, y'all want to go? I was like, no. If y'all do something else, I'll come to that. 
But I don't want to yeah. sleep at Lake Lanier outside. That's not a yeah. I remember when I used to watch the Cosby Show, and they would go like, "Oh, we're going on a trip to the Grand Canyon." I'd be like, "Why are they going on a trip? Why are they going to the Grand? That's a long drive from New York to the Grand Canyon." Oh, I remember they much. said that on one of the episodes, and I thought that was like, I was like, "Wow, they going that to is." They're going to the Grand Canyon. They're going on a trip. I can't handle it. So, like, so, what were some of your favorite moments from Inkwell? Uh, some of my favorite moments when um, they was at the party and they was, like, robot dancing. When his um, cousin was telling him, like, his corduroys was going to catch on fire. <laughs> yes. You can't come to the party wearing those. You'll yeah. catch on fire, which was funny because the whole reason he was there <laughs> is because he set the garage on fire. Right. And I was like, this seems kind of mean to say that to him. That's the whole reason he did. They got him going right. to a child psychologist. And you right. messing with him like this? That was the other thing, too, that was, like, trippy. Like, oh, they go to, they get in therapy? Like, I had never seen that with black mm -hmm. people. And then, like, the next year I get court ordered for therapy, which is crazy, but whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, well, not the next year. It was, like, two years later. Um, What else? about that movie. I just love the way Vanessa Bell Calloway was acting in it as the mom. I loved um, when when the dad is telling this son, telling Lorenz Tate about um, the the uh, the man in the, the boat. Yeah. Oh, yes. About the, the man in the boat. The boat. <laughs> he was like, it's like plucking a guitar string, plucking a guitar string, plucking a guitar string, plucking a guitar string. And he goes, oh, plucking a guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And I was sitting there going, okay, maybe. Because he kind of goes, okay, okay, all right. And I was like, oh, is this where a lot of dudes learn technique? Because this has happened to me before. Yeah, and it's kind of horrible. But It's kind of I, yeah, horrible. That was, that was some bad advice. But yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah. I think one of the scenes that I like is when uh, Jada Pinkett's character, Lauren, sees Rachel get on the bike with drew and because she was like kind of dodging him and she sees him he's like oh he can pull her oh okay and then you see that was really the motivation for her to have mm -hmm. the date and then she's like i want a lobster and he's like no and i was like well i guess he should have kept that 20 that man gave him <laughs> because maybe he could have bought this little goofy bitch a lobster right also the audacity to ask somebody for a lobster i'm like but you're 17 you're 16 calm down you ain't that right? cute. You but she ain't felt that, that cute. cute. She felt that cute, though. She was made to feel that Look, cute. Look, I did my nails. Ooh, I know this is a dozen slide, but... Ooh, I love that color. You got tips Thank on? Uh-huh. You know that my looks nails great. are naturally that long. Yeah. That looks great. Mine, I had to trim mine down, and then I did the um, clear... <laughs> yeah. You got uh, naturally good long nails, though. That's only because with the dip powder on. If I did, mm -hmm. if I didn't have the dip powder on, I'd have the um, hands of a man who worked on cars. So <laughs> I have to get my nails done so I have dainty hands. Otherwise, I just feel like I have these little like my hands aren't chubby. Thank God, I'm a thick bitch. But my hands are skinny, and um, whenever my nails are real short, I'm like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I feel like a pig with fingers. 
Yeah. I feel like when I don't have nails on, I feel like my hands look like I could either fight real good or I'm like, yeah. I could pull a tree out the ground. That's how I feel like my hands look. Yes, that's why I did keep them done because I was like, you're just going to cut them off in the quarantine. I'm like, you have to understand, one of my goals when I started working was just like, okay, I'm working full time. I got to make enough money to get my nails did. Like, yes. I used to have my nails did when I was in high school. I used to do my own nails, fun little manicures and stuff. And I'm like, listen, if I'm going to get through this by myself with no man, right? your girl's going to have to at least, I might be in a house dress, but my nails are dressed to go out. Right. You understand? Right. Had to do it. My eyebrows might be touching, but my nails is done. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'll hit the little thing in the middle because I'm like, you know what? Once they start connecting, they ain't going to get divorced again. So um, um, let me go ahead and maintain. Oh man, they won't get me because my forehead is already small. So if I mess around right, they might hit my hairline. So I really got to intercede in the forehead area <laughs> and let them know we ain't the one. So wait, so did you tell right. Jada Pinkett that you love this movie? Did you talk to her about it? Yes, I talked to her about it. She was saying how much fun it was to work on and how much she loved Lorenzo. Lorenzo was, you know, they like reminisced a little bit when um, he came to set to do Girls Trip. So it mm. was, it was so much. It was like a little, you know, like a little dream come true. Cause I remember watching them growing up. You know, I, I really thought Lorenzo was super fine back in the day, true. and he's still, he's still very, true. very fine. Um, true, true, more, true. Uh, Just looked up to see if he was married. Just checked. He's very married, very married, very and married. I love his wife. But that uh, neither that that's neither here nor there when it comes to his good genetics. I mean, because he looks like he only aged by ten years, and that was over twenty years ago. Right? How tall is he? Because he looked little. He is little. He little. Okay. He he probably about five, 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 six. Okay, because he was giving me those vibes. Because the thing is, his character actually in the movie. What I kind of liked about him was that. You know, his cousin's a cool kid. All his cousin's friends are cool kids. And he kind of just kind of stays his little awkward self. And I kind of liked it because I don't think we ever get to see, like, black male characters especially who are, like, kind of different and kind of awkward. And then eventually he just stops playing with that doll. Because that kind of gets right. like, thrown away. Um, right. Because he goes to psychologist and she's, like, doing his hair, which I thought was a very sweet moment but it was like why'd you burn the ground he's like i was trying to make rocket fuel i'm like you're 16 not six like i thought that was very interesting because he's like the seem psychiatrist who's the therapist uh i don't i've not that's the only thing i've ever seen her in is she actually jamaican maybe i don't know who that lady is i'm gonna look her up but i thought his character was really sweet because he yeah, was more like boys that you knew. He did such a good job. Yeah. He, did, he was way more like, uh, it's Phyllis Yvonne Stickney is the name of. Because I thought she was so good. I was like, oh, I wish she was my mom. She's like, from Little Rock, Arkansas. That might have been her only role. Did she ever do anything else? Let's see. What else you has she done? Don't no more. She's done, um, let's see, Inkwell, some movie, New Attitude, Talking Dirty After Dark, Gun Hill, The Women of Brewster Place, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. She was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. What's Love Got to Do With It? 
Oh, her career Malcolm. was popping in the nineties. She's been she was working. Mm-hmm. She was working. Teacher's wife, Malcolm X. So she was out here having a real job. Because you know, girl, I love me some Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Right. Bruce Willis could get it with his in the nineties with his action stuff. I don't know about now. Girl, I went to the roast and they had me right in the front with Arturo Castro. And when uh-huh. he comes in on that motorcycle, uh-huh. Tiffany, he was not even a foot in front of me. And it took everything I had. I had to stop my hand. I had to pull my hand back. Because I went, Bruce Willis. He was a foot from me. And you had to grab him? I just wanted to say hi, Bruce Willis. But it was just like his intro. He had just pulled up. Like, this was a first wow. shot. And I was like, I can't reach out and go, hi, hi, I miss you. I love you. You would have been in the show for sure then, though. Oh, they had a clip. Like, I'm in, like, when they did, like, the Variety article about it, there's literally a picture of me, and I'm like this. Because I'm right next to him. So you see me like this, smiling, and it's just me like, don't touch him. Don't touch him. You can't touch him. Ridiculous. So, like, what? so your favorite character, so it was, like, the uh, the psychiatrist. I liked it. The psychiatrist, Kyle yeah, the psychiatrist. Uh, I just loved Lorenz in the movie too. I just felt like his acting skills was so good, like strong. I mean, he's even stronger mm-hmm. now as an actor, but he really portrayed that character, especially for seeing him do that and then go to Boys in the Hood. You're like, damn. Yeah. I mean, don't be a menace. This don't be a menace. That's what he was doing. Don't be a menace, yeah. And then he was in Dead President. Because, like, the next movie that came up was a uh, Dead President. Yeah. Um, But I, th- it was just, I really liked uh, the character of Rachel. But, like, I think one of my favorite movie moments is when he traps the cheating husband in the car with the weights. Yes. Yes. Like, he does the whole crazy person letter. And then he traps him in the car with the weights. And I was like, oh, no wonder he thought he could make rocket fuel. He done set up a whole pulley system with some hand weights and then trapped this man with this car, then unscrewed his door and handle, then set up a bunch of fireworks to make this man think his car was about to blow up. But it was so weird because, like, that happens, and then he runs in the house, and then later it's like they're getting ready to go to parade, and it's just like, you didn't just have to explain to your wife all of this? I loved it. I just love it. Was, you know he you know he had to explain that shit and he lied. He had you know to. he lied. And then you, know you were lied. upset, like, oh, I found this bottle of wine in this bag in the back. And it's just like, but also it made me think that she didn't have any friends because he was openly cheating on her. Yeah. Through the whole town. Yeah. She probably didn't have no friends. So and nobody I feel like she knew, but she just acted like she didn't know. She had to because it was like all these clients. I'm like, how the hell he got all these clients? Ain't y'all on vacation? Like he's going to see all these clients. I'm just confused. I know my favorite moment was because, um, you know, uh, Drew's mom, her mom was, you know, being a little like Brenda, her mom was like when they come to the house, she's like, you know, the sister goes, are you trying to be skinny like me? And then she sees the mother and she's like, hi, baby. She's like, not you. And then you're looking a little fat. And I was like, this does not seem like a fun relationship between you and your mother. Which explains her behavior. Yeah. And mm. then, but it was sweet because like she was having issues with her husband 
and she sees the mom down at the beach and she's walking off and the mother takes the time to go, I love you. And that was just a really nice moment because you've been mm -hmm. mean to her for the first half of this movie. But then you see your daughter's going through something and it's just like, oh yeah, I do love you. Sorry, daughter. Yeah. You're having a hard time. Uh, yeah. Adolescence is getting to you. So did this movie like did this movie make you like wanna uh oh we have to talk about the uh husbands, the dads getting in a fight. Yeah. Papa Pope and uh Glenn Turman uh yeah, yeah. getting in the goofiest fight. I mean, there's like comes a certain point where you're just too old to be fighting. <laughs> Okay, and that's what I feel like that scene was representing. Comes a certain point where, you know what? We too old for this shit. Because <laughs> we look dumb as fuck. They also got caught up in the net. Yeah. Looking stupid as hell. How y'all get caught up in the net? Because like, it looked like he had them. And he was about to take them. I'm like, okay, he's going to drop this man on his head. Wow. And then they just slowly fall into the net. Into, into the net. Into the ground. It's been like, I think all the movies, like, because I did, um, I interviewed Marina Franklin about the movie Cooley High before uh, talking mm -hmm. to you. And I was like, this has just been a Glenn Terman day. Like, Cooley High. <laughs> and I didn't know he was in this movie, but I started watching it last night. And I was like, wait a minute. The dude from The Different World is in both in this movie. <laughs> that dude works. He gets work, okay? He, he was getting work for a long he time. Still He's be working still working. Time to time. Yeah. He's still working. So, like... Yeah, he was married to um, Aretha Franklin, wasn't he? What? No. Glenn Turman? Pretty sure he was married to Aretha Franklin. Shut your hole. Look it up. I'm pretty sure. Stop I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm a look because that has to be. I'm. He was married sure. to Aretha Franklin from 1978 to 1984. Boop. Wow. Boop. I, I feel very, very knowledgeable at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Taylor, yes, I, this man, this man was seventy three years old. Good lord, yes, and he looked good too. He still looked good. Mm -hmm. He still looked good. Yo, he was the twelve year old. So in the original Broadway production of Raisin in the Sun, with Sidney Poitier and Ruby D and Lou Gossett Jr., he played the son. In the yep. at twelve years old. Good night. That motherfucker works. I mean, and he should, as he should. He is a legend. Womb, listen, from the womb to the tomb. Good lord, a living legend right now. Living legend. Y'all need to let this man get his flowers while he is alive. Y'all need to acknowledge this man is working. He's giving you knowledge. He's giving you, he's giving you range. He's giving right? you young man, middle man, uh, middle aged man, older distinguished gentleman. 
He's done it all, honey. He's done it all. I even think he played a cowboy before. I'm not Probably. sure. He's the grandfather on Queen Sugar. He's been in a bunch of movies. Because mm-hmm. he Appeared doesn't even have a whole real... bunch of TV shows. Yeah, because he doesn't even have any like real big gaps Mm-mm. in his career. Because like you might not see him for a second. He stay working. He might take a he vacation. Was doing movies. He was doing he's movies in the 90s. Yeah, Damn. he's taking vacations, you know. That's he's a real vacation. He's in the 70s and 80s, too. His first movie was in 1970. And his most recent movie, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Fuck, they turned that into a movie? Ugh. All right, I'm upset. I'm sad. Damn, I can't believe they turned that into... Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's an August Wilson play. Yo, man, how am I not in this movie? You know what? If I'm supposed to be in it, I'd be in it. Anywho. That's a, is that the one that was they were saying um, Beyonce was going to be in? I don't know. About the, Wait. the, the black lady uh, they took over to France because her booty was so big. And everybody was like looking over her booty and stuff. No, that's a different one. This is about a musician, Ma Rainey, encountered her bandmates, her white agent, oh, and her yeah. producer while recording her album. Mm. So yeah, okay. My bad, my bad. I, I don't know what because you said black bottom because you said that bottom part. I was uh, thinking about her ass, but you know what? What's right. her name? Sarah? Because my homeboy called me this lady, Sarah Barton. Yeah. Uh, and my homeboy said I look like her, and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a compliment. I don't know what we're doing right now. But they were trying to get that they, shit to me. Yeah, they was trying to say Beyonce was gonna play her. Nah, Beyonce ain't. But you look at the rest of that lady's body. That don't work. That's ridiculous. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. So wait. So when you were a kid, when you found out that black people go on vacations, what would your dream vacation have been if you, when you were a kid? To get on a yacht and to jump off the side into the ocean. Oh, but I like a do clear that. ocean, but like a clear or like blue waters, you know, something beautiful. Okay, I still want to do that. Yeah, I still want to do that too. Wait, you've never jumped off it? Wait, I saw a picture of you on a boat in like, what was it, Hudson Bay or something? With yeah, some but, yeah, but I wasn't jumping off into the water. Oh, that's true. See, now I know we need to go on a trip because I want to yeah. jump off a yacht into some beautiful water. Yeah, now I've been jump some- off a yacht. Yeah, we could do that. Now, I've been on some cruises mm. and um, jumped into their swimming pool on a cruise, but I have never jumped into the I've ocean a, from a yacht. I, I've been on a cruise ship. It just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> which, which sounds wild. Sounds like you went to a prom. <laughs> No, I was in the summer program in Miami and they would take us on trips every single day. Because uh-huh. like some of the kids in the program had never been like on a plane before or a cruise ship before. So like one day they took us to the Miami International Airport uh-huh. and they let all of us get on a plane because some because I'd been on a plane before uh-huh. and 
They let all of us get on a plane because some kids had never been on a plane before. And then they took us to the port of Miami and let all of us get on a cruise ship. And mm-hmm. that's when I realized I didn't fuck with cruise ships because they were too big to be able to float. And I don't like it. Yeah, I realized I don't fuck with cruise ships when I went on one with the man. Two different mm. men, two different times. And I realized after them two times, like, yeah, that's not for me. And if I ever go on a cruise again, I'm going to have to just go by myself or with my homegirls. Because when you go with the man, that gets all weird. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't like it. I think they think you want to fuck everybody on the boat. I'm like, I came with you. Why would I fuck anybody on the boat but you? Because they want to fuck everybody on the boat. And you now you got to be the problem. Uh, you know what? That's why we friends. Mm-hmm. Because you know. Because you know. I might not know about a good man, but I know about an ain't shit nigga all day. (laughs) (laughs) I got plenty of insight in the ain't shit niggas. A good man, I might have met one once or twice, but an ain't shit dude, oh man. Volume six, let me introduce you to the cruise ship days. (laughs) Or the ain't shit motherfuckers. Ain't shit motherfuckers, volume 20. uh, It's like one of those like, uh, this is music fucking albums that came out. Right. Oh, I got plenty of albums of that. So wait, so jumping off a yacht into beautiful, clear blue water. Are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm down to do this. Now, let's talk about 227. Yes. Why did you pick 227 to talk about? Because I've been, like, binge watching, watching it lately, and it's one of my favorite shows. It always makes me laugh. I love Jack A on the show. I love Regina Hall's character. Um, Regina King's character, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Marla Gibbs is just, she's a legend, another legend. Living she's legend. I can't tell you, her husband, Lester. Lester. As a little girl, I was like, I want me a big old, I want a big nigga like that for a husband. Because I think he mm-hmm. used to play football. Mm. And... I saw that man. I was like, I need me a big man like that, which is so frustrating because tiny niggas love talking to me. Right, because they want to get lost in you. I listen. I'm not. Here. I'm not a maze. Uh uh-uh, uh. I am not a maze. I am not any of these things. I Mm-mm. need. I need me a nice big old football playing man. I need a man who says, "Let's go." I move. That's I used what to I be want. like that. I used to I used to think like that, like, oh, I want a man that could, if we got to run, he could pick me up and run me at least a block, you know? <laughs> I used to think that. And I don't know if I now, want all of that. Now I'm like, man, fuck all that. I just want to be able to, like, when he hugged me, I feel energized. Like, I could just feel that energy and just feel all snuggled and safe, you know? Yeah. So that's where it's just like, but I'm not a tiny lady. So if I get with some tiny ass dude, it's gonna be like, man, I don't feel like I just wanna I just wanna feel like, you know, I don't need you ain't gotta be six five. I just want like I do a bit about it. I just I don't want our ears to touch when I hug you. That's my main Right, thing. right, right. Like I wanna be able to hear your heartbeat when I hug you. I don't wanna hear your thoughts. Like I don't want I just want to look. Right. I just want to. I just want a little bit more. I just want a little bit more. I, you gotta be, all right, I don't mind if I hear him swallow. I don't mind if my ears do it. <laughs> I'm gonna hear you swallow. 
But your ear on my ear, we temple to temple. I'm not really down for this, dog. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here with you. Right. I I don't want to be here with you. Because, like, Marla Gibbs, she was on the Jeffersons, and it looks like she went from the Jeffersons, like, straight to this show. Yeah, it was a spinoff. I believe. Yes, I believe. Was it a spinoff or an original series? Well... I think this is the original series because they're like set in DC. Yeah, yeah, because the name is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she became famous. She was. Uh, but did did yeah. Norman Lear did Norman Lear's company produce that or no? Uh, it was created by C.J. Banks and Bill Bulware. Oh, okay. All right then. So now, if anybody was out here really making black shows, it was Norman Lear. Apparently. Well, he was stealing well, them from black writers. That's what I yes, hear, yes. but I don't know if that's true. But he was getting a maid, so he was getting a maid. So I don't. It's like it's and see that's the thing that's so like fucked up because it's just like if you, the shows are getting made because his name is on them, but you stole the idea from us, you could at least put me in the writers' room or some shit. You like jack right. me, maybe get me. Let me get a syndication deal or some shit, or at least put me in the writers' room. But damn right. it. I mean, they got Damn. paid, but they didn't get paid what they could have got paid. Listen, when I found out that Marla Gibbs was making the same, like she was, the Jeffersons ran for like 11 seasons. Marla Gibbs was making the same thing the day she started to the day they ended. And the white man who was the doorman got a raise every single year. And he wasn't in, he was probably in a quarter of the episodes of the entire series. He had a better agent. She just didn't know that. And, like she just better agent, be a better agent, better agent, and he wasn't a black woman. Also, I mean, I mean that part. It might be the main main thing. So now, what are your favorite movie moments from two two seven? Um, I love when Jack A calls Lester's name, Lester. And she be switching around, yeah, Lester. and when she switch around and stuff, um. I love when, you know what I love the most about that show? When they deal with serious subjects, mm-hmm. right? And then that music drops in and all that. And it's like, I love you. You don't understand. And like, and then there's always like, if you know someone that has a gun, if, if you know someone yeah. dealing with depression, if you know someone. That was very big in that time period. And was just like, do you know someone who's battling? Or like, do you know someone who go, who's home alone when they get home from school? Then call this number. And you're like. It's like you teaching you to be a snitch. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to tell you nobody got. I'm not, my black ass is not, not getting on a telephone and calling no hotline to tell them that another black person has a gun. No, no, right. no. Not doing it. No, no, no. I want to know where he got his gun from. But I'm not finna so I can go just, get. I'm wanting to know where he got it from so I can go get me one. Just in case something goes down. But it's like, but like somebody dealing with depression, but you were talking about like, you know, in, in Inkwell going to therapy because like, I can say like growing up, we didn't go, like we just didn't do, like therapy was white people thing. Yeah. Like there was one that, and I think that's one of the last, like one of the last footholds is like, okay, We've acknowledged that this, this, and this, good grades is not a white people thing. Speaking a certain way is not a white people thing. All of these things. But we're still stuck on like, but therapy? Nah. But therapy is so necessary. And like, or if you don't go to a therapist, go to someone who's educated that you 
that you can have a conversation with that can talk to you rationally and not necessarily talk to you, but listen yes. to you and not put your business all out in the streets. That's why I would prefer to go to a therapist because if you talk to a friend, your friend is not in, in no way, shape or form trained to keep your business to themselves. Right. So they're going to be putting it out there. So I like going to therapy personally. And I don't know. I just feel like that show. The other thing that I love most about it is how the women would talk with each other on the stoop. And the old lady yes. come out the window and be talking mess. And then come back in. Like, and you know just, she was ready to talk mess because she would put a pillow on the windowsill. And she's like, oh, we out. What are we? Right. What y'all out here talking about? And then it was like a place for them to talk about their problems, to talk about issues, like a woman's circle, you know, where they could mm -hmm. just really come together. And I loved it. I love that. About the show. And that that's really important because it's just like, I think sometimes, and this is going to sound, and like, I think like, one, there's just a certain way that like women talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And so, because we're allowed to be more open, we're allowed to express more emotions. But then it's, I think sometimes, like as black women, I think we always, we, I think we always might want to, we always take the time, especially like if there's not of us, if there's not a lot of us in a space or if there's a lot of, or there's a few of us in a very white space. Yeah. I think we always, it seems we always have to, we always make sure we take the time to be like, okay, how are you? Are you good? Are you good? Or girl, what's happening? Because I know that a lot of times I'm in the one where my friend was like, girl, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> okay. So then. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to be a bone collector. I'm not. Right. But, right. Because people think if you tell them what's going on, you gossiping. No, I tell you what's happening. I'm not telling you nobody business. Right. If sometimes I just tell me they business, I ain't going to I. One brain, well, part of my brain clicks off. I'll take it in and I'll I'll mull over this with you, and then I don't remember what happened because you told me not to tell nobody. So right. it goes to the other part of my brain where I don't remember unless you bring it up again. Right. But but if some real tea has popped off, piping hot, I put the kimono on. I put this hair up. We sitting down, ladies. Let's have a conversation. High tea. The queen is here. She has come. Okay. Get your clotted uh, cream. Get your get your milk. Get ready. Right. Two two cubes of sugar or three, bitch. I got to tell you what happened today. Right. And I and I love seeing that because like that's the thing about like when I look at houses in LA, I always notice that they don't have a front porch. A lot of them some don't. houses some. The houses Dude. in South Central LA do. Now yes. that ain't necessarily no big veranda or whatever, no huge ass porch, but so, some of the houses in South Central, the ones I say as you move closer towards in the Hollywood area, they don't. Yeah. And like a lot of the houses now, like the new houses that they're building in Georgia, they don't have um, porches. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the newer houses they're building around here, the are remodeling homes don't have porches. Like my house got a, it had a porch uh, before, and now it's like a little bitty porch. And I'm like, man, and I'm about to redo this other house, and I'm like, should I put a porch on it? Yes. But then, it's already a porch, but it's not a big porch. 
thing is, you either gotta have a front porch or back porch. If you're not for gonna sure, got a back porch. Yes. For sure, got that. You got. You have to have that outside like deck situation. Now, listen. If they were to do a two two seven movie, because they have been turning TV shows into movie, who would you want to play in a two two seven movie? I would either want to be Jack A. Yeah. Or the old lady coming out the window. Listen! The first person I thought about was the old lady coming out the window. Knowing good and well, both of us are too young to play the old lady coming out the window. Too young to be the old lady coming out the window, but I want to be the old lady coming out. We can put some aging makeup on. Listen, I'm here for it. Put some wrinkles in there and what the hell are y'all doing out here? Mm-hmm. Oh, Helen Martin was her name. And she was in uh, Hollywood Shuffle Two Bearded Grandma. Yeah, interesting was because I was in, like, um, wasn't she in um um not boys in here, but um Friday? She was in Friday smoking weed and cussing. Yep. Pearl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, she was born in nineteen oh nine. Dang. She was born July 23rd, 1909. How old was she and when she passed? When she passed? She died March 25th, 2000. Wow. Nine years shy of 100. My great granny mm. was born 1907 and she died in 96. I'm, yeah, 96. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was born in 1913 and he died in 93. So, he was like 80, like mm-hmm. 80. Um, yeah, she came up in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she was born in Missouri. And it looked like she was raised in Nashville. Yeah, she was 90 years old, died in Monterey, California. She mm-hmm. was in, um, she was in a bunch. It looks like the first movie she was in was in 1955. Wow. So, wait, she was almost 40 in her first movie. Yeah. And she then had she a long-ass career. Mm-hmm. And she did movies. Her last movie was in 2000. Wow. See? See, there's you're never too old to start. People are always like, oh, you know, it's too late for me. It's never too late. I, ever. Whenever I hear comics say that, it's just like, well, you know, I started too late. And I'm just like, are you dead? No, you, you no. didn't start. Too, there's so many comics like, well, you know, I started like in my late 20s. And I'm like, who, what bar are you measuring this up against? Doesn't matter, man. It's never too late. And if you if you put in the work, you will always work. That lady worked all the time, too. She worked all the all time. All of the time. Lawman without a gun. Dummy. TJ Hooker. Yeah. Uh, she was on the Jeffersons. Uh, she was in The Flash, Raising in the Sun. She was in Hollywood Shuffle, Benson, St. Elsewhere. Don't be a menace. She was working. The Parenthood, Wayans Brothers. Oh, yes. She is. Kiss the girls. Oh, I got the hookup. Ah, she was in I Got the Hookup. Yes. <laughs> she was funny in that. I she was that. working. So, now what character in 227 did you relate to the most? Relate to 
relate to the most i would say that i probably related most like it depends on when i was watching it when i was watching it as a teenager mm. as a, i mean as a kid I, I related to regina king's character but as an adult i feel like i relate more to jack a's character really yes Say what I think, have a little catchphrase. Get these men. Yeah, stay trying to get these men. Mm-hmm. But some, some 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 months I'll be trying to get these men, and some months I'll be like, I gotta focus on work. But I'm a flirt yes. all day. But I flirt all the time. So yeah. Well, you always have to be casting a wide net, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You always have to be letting these men know. Because one of my friends was messing with me, and he was like. You know what I like about you? I was like, what? He said, you'll come up to, he's like, you flirt with everybody so nobody really knows who you're shooting your shot with. I was like, okay. Because he's like, you kind of flirt with this dude. He's like, it ain't going nowhere. Let me go flirt with this dude. He's like, so you're always kind of like. Working you know, around. Yeah, mm-hmm. but generally like flirting with everybody. And I was like, I don't think I do that. I think you only see that because we're at a festival. Um, and I don't know all these people. And it was early on because like once you get further along in your career, you get to those festivals, you're like. I know all these dummies. Right. You know better. You know you know better. Yeah. I know where I go to places where I don't know people. Uh, mm-hmm. But before a girls trip, when I would go to those festivals, I would like make sure I talk to everybody. I would flood right. around, make sure I talk to everybody. And then right before, um, before um, I did that movie Keanu, no, after I did mm-hmm. that movie Keanu, I was on some, I'm just going to, let people come to me. Let's see how many people come up to me. Cause I do know all these motherfuckers. Right. So let's see how many come up to me. And it was, it was crazy how like I just stayed in one place and the whole room made, they went around to me. I said, well, damn, I've been wasting mm. a lot of energy for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would have came to talk to you anyway. Walking around this motherfucker for years. Like, hey, hey, I said the same, said the same. Like, I should have just sat my ass in one place all that time. But then I'm thinking, then I have a second thought of, well, if I mm. wouldn't have been, you know, making sure I mm-hmm. said hello to everybody those years before, nobody mm-hmm. would be walking up to me right now. Right. So, right. Because I made sure people knew who I introduced myself to everybody. So maybe those, those few years of walking around and being a little social butterfly, and then, boom, now I'm like, okay, I'm going to just sit right here and see who did my... Did my casting of the network? Yay! Yes, it did. Did laying this groundwork out? Because, like, I remember there was, like, I was in, I was at the comedy store one day, and I was talking to, like, this newer comic, and, you know, she was just, like, I think she's only been doing it for, like, a year, and she was um, in town from, from, like, Chicago. And I was standing, like, right on the side where everybody goes to the back. It's, like, Mm -hmm. right still in the front of the front patio. Mm -hmm. And... Everybody would come by, hug me, and keep going, and come by, hug me, and keep going. And eventually, like, and she was like, everybody that has walked by has stopped to hug you before they went in. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. She's like, why? Do I, she's like, she's like, but I didn't see them hugging. Everybody. I was like, oh, everybody hugs me one because they know they have to hug me. Um, yes. But two, you notice, I said a lot of people speak, but I don't hug everybody. 
Right. I don't hug everybody because there are comics that have tried to hug me and I've definitely put my hand up in the chest and been like, hey, how you doing? Right. Good to see you. Good to see you. Have a nice day. No, 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 yeah. no. Not everybody because there was like some of these younger like, comics or even, you know, some creeps would be like, well, such and such hugged you. And I was like, yes, because me and him are at a point in our fr- where he hugs me. Yeah, I no, know the ones man. I don't let hug me are the ones I just, I don't like them. And and if they bring it up, like, oh, I can't get a hug, I'll be like, I don't like you like that. And um, they be laughing, I'm like, I'm nobody laughing because I'm fucking serious. I'm dead I'm ass, serious. dude. I can't get a hug? No. Nope. I well, don't why not? My, I thought we were... Mm-mm. I don't like you that much. I don't want my energy going on to your energy. I don't want you taking none of my stuff and I don't want none of yours. I don't no. want your body on my body, dude. I, I literally have to say pound, it to somebody. Pound, get an elbow. You know what I'm saying? Thumbs up. Thumbs hey, up. Jose. Hi. Mm-mm. It's so, it's so wild. Because, okay. like, I think about, like, because I've never been to one of those, like, big, like, Black Hollywood things. Like, and uh, I know eventually I will. But I would be interested to see who talks to who. Who's how to who? Because like it's always fun when you're at festivals, because like when you see like a lot of black comics and we all get together, mm-hmm. it's because like my favorite thing is like it's my favorite thing to do at festivals when it's a bunch of black comics together and we're all laughing and then we all disperse and then we all come back and we all disperse and we all come back because we were at a festival one time and like one of the white comics came over and said, "All right, what was said?" Because all y'all because. He ran out the door. So what happened? What did y'all say? He left the <laughs> building and then came back. But I would love to see, like, be in a place to, like, see all of these different, um, like, to see all these different black actors and get to to meet them. Because there's, like, it's, because, like, I know you did the movie Whoopi Goldberg, and I know that was a huge that huge was a, deal. Yeah, that's a big dream come true right there. Check mark, yes, did it, and she was my mama. I loved it. Oh, and I watched it, and it was so cute. And honestly, you know what? I think, I think you could make it in jail, friend. I think you could be. Papa, I think I think you would be all right. <laughs> I got a mouthpiece on Oh, nobody's full. Huh? Yeah, I got I got a mouthpiece on me. I'll be. I, I'm. I, I think I'll live. I might be Third the night in jail. Chick. I hmm? might be the dirtiest chick in the jailhouse. You feel me? Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not washing my body with these bitches. We not going for none of that. <laughs> I'm gonna need to be. I'm gonna just wash up in my sink every day. You know. Every day is a bird bath. Every day is a bird bath. Every day is a bird bath. My shit always. <laughs> my coochie always gonna be a little bit salty. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I saw that movie. I don't even I think like, I would brush my teeth so bitches wouldn't be like trying to make me go down on them or anything. Cause I'm, I'm be like, <laughs> bitch, you gonna get it? You gonna? I like a halitosis. Okay. I can't. I, I got I a bad tooth in the back. I shouldn't do that. Cause you gonna get sick. Like that's, that's the chick I would be. They would like be like, she funny, but that bitch dirty as fuck, man. She, <laughs> a, she got period. She got period stains on her motherfucking pants. The bitch won't wash the shit. She fucking nasty, yo. That's what they're going to say about me. They're going to be like, stay away from that motherfucking pig pen. That's pig pen right there. Stay away from her. 
And that'll have like multiple meanings, you know, like not only oh. am I dirty, but uh, like in the past I, I have slept with polices. I know I'm not doing that shit no more, but in the past I had. So right. there you go. That's the pig in the pen, you know. Mm. Okay. 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 Know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not um, out here. I'm not out I'm here just, trying to get I'm just no thinking out loud. Yeah, I used to. I used to. I used to think that was like good to have like a, you know, but now. now you got to have mm-hmm. a gangster ass dude and then a cop on your side. Got both sides. Handled. Yeah, have both sides. I did have it going on like that, like bouncing from dope dealer to cop, which is also a dope dealer. So whatever. Damn. <laughs> I, I almost had a cop, but then he said something real wild to me, and I was just like, uh, I asked him one day why he became a police officer, and he said because Atlanta police was hiring, and I was like, oh, oh no, you don't want to protect or serve. You could have been working. You could have been a customer. You just try to get a check. I don't I don't think. I'm scared. And and I'm scared. I'm scared don't because you to, they don't even get paid a whole lot of money either, so it's like. And your life is on the line? Come on, dog. I can't trust you. And I can't trust y'all to start with, but not nobody who, well, I could, like, listen, Best Buy didn't call me back, so now I'm a cop. What? Right. Right. That sounds wild. I can't. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. So wait, so now we are to my favorite part of the show called okay. Black Ass Confessions. So for those of you who do not listen to the show, let me tell you what a Black Ass Confession is. So Black Ass Confession is a, so it is a show, movie, play, a black thing you cannot do. So, or like you haven't seen or you cannot do. So like for me, I have never seen Baby's Kids and I've never seen Baby Boy and I'm not going to watch them. And what? I can't really, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Listen, I say this all the time. Life is finite and I'm not going to spend any moment of my life watching Tyrese trying to act. I'm not doing it. I can't. You can but give me a super cut. Taraji kills it though. Taraji kills it. And everybody right. So just give me, kills it. then just give me a super cut of Taraji and Ving Rhames and I will figure out the movie from there. Just watch the I'm damn not, movie. I'm not. I won't. If you, if you, I can't. You that, wait, wait. You that mad at Tyrese? Did you see any of I the I didn't know Fast nothing about that. Do you watch any of the Fast and Furious? You notice they don't really let him talk in those movies, right? Shut up, girl. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm going to need you to shut up. Okay, it, ah! people's also in Transformers. And how much did they let the nigga talk in that movie? Ah! Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shia LaBeouf was up. talking. The car was talking more than that man. They ain't let that nigga shut talk in that movie. <laughs> Megatron said more shit than that man did. Megatron got more lies than that nigga. Ooh, you make me sick. Shut up, girl. I'm not wrong though. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So wait, so you guys do your confession. I'm gonna do mine. So what's yours? My confession, something black. I don't even know. 
I guess it's kind of black. I, I only hear black people talking about it. Um, I've never eaten chitlins before. Hmm. I have had chitlins. You know what I forget? That white people also eat chitlins. They do. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if that's really a black But thing. I've only heard, but I've only heard black people talk about it. And I've only seen black people buy them. I know country ass white people eat them, but I don't know as like a whole. Yeah. And I don't see that. I don't, I've never seen a white person eat chitlin. Oh, I had a country I know they got to eat them chitlin. because they sell them so much, you know, during certain times of the year. I, I know it ain't mm -hmm. only black people eating it, but yeah, that's, um, so you never yeah. had chitlins. That is, that's a real thing though. I think that's everything real... else, I think everything else, I mean, I've done it. Okay, I got one. I got one. Um, I, even though I'm from Atlanta, I have never seen Drumline. What? <laughs> You've never seen Drumline? I don't like Nick Cannon. <laughs> that don't got nothing to do with how that's a good movie. I'm sure it is, but people told me so much. Like, you ever been so told so much about a movie, you're like, I've already seen it? Everybody yeah, talked about movies. So but your, your imagination, the way they tell stuff is too different. You ain't seen it. When people tell me about a movie, I'll be like, go ahead, tell me the end. It don't matter because my imagination is going to be very right. different than the movie. And what they say is usually different. It's, you know, it's to their That's interpretation. True. It's their interpretation of it. So, and then, like, when you see it, it's a whole another different point of view. Because um, I have people what, tell me they didn't like this movie. They were stuck, whatever, like, People saying, oh, I don't like Bad Boys, uh, the Bad Boys uh, 4. It wasn't that good, blah, blah, blah. Then I go see it, and I'm like, this shit is fire. Yeah. I loved it. There's a lot of movies where people, like, I was like, I'm like, I don't care about spoilers. I don't care. People tell me yeah. all the times. So I see stuff online. I'm like, no, because there could have been something else that happened in the movie that you didn't tell me about. And, you know, like, when people talk about, like, when I was looking up stuff for Inkwell, they didn't talk about how, um, Drew jumped in the water and had to get that girl a lop. He ended up getting that girl right. a lobster out of the water. Yeah. Talking about he can't swim. I'm like, right. you said it was 30 feet down. You swam to 30 feet down to get this goofy ass girl a lobster. Where you he get this sure lobster did. from? He sure did. So no, they don't talk about that. But yeah, I've never seen. Um, I also wasn't interested in watching it. That's another reason. I'm like, what's it about? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. Dang, I can't even think of not one black movie that I have not Thing. Okay, have you seen have you seen Cornbread Earl and Me? And me, yes, I saw that. It was like, dang, that was uh, a Lawrence Fishburne first real movie. He you seen 12. Crush Groove? Yes, seen Crush Groove. Uh, In Too Deep? Saw that. Lottery Ticket? Yeah, yeah, I even auditioned for that movie. Didn't get it. Uh, I'm an extra in that movie and uh, it's funny because me and this girl were like, uh, she was like, do uh, you think we're on camera? I said, can you see the camera? She's like, no. I said, then we're not on camera. <laughs> we are the extra so far in the back, the camera ain't even nowhere near us. I'm just filling uh, up space. Did you see Chirac? Saw Chirac. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So can you play spades? Yes. Dominoes. Very well. Double. Can you double dutch? Fuck yeah, I love Double Dutch. And I even did that on Kids Say the Darndest Things. I love Double Dutch. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay, wait. Can you corn roll? And I had a, a Double Dutch with a torn meniscus. And yes, I can corn roll. 
torn meniscus. Damn. Ow. Yep. And Ugh. I was still double dutching. Like, what? That shit was hurting bad. So you've seen The Wire? Yeah, I've seen The Wire. you seen Dope? Yeah, I saw Dope. Did I see Dope? I'm just... No! I didn't, I didn't know nothing about that movie. I knew what? nothing about that movie. I found out about it way after the fact, after it came out. But I can say this. The only reason I didn't know about Dope is Dope came out when I was on the road. So I wasn't around anybody I knew for three months. I'd pop into L.A., get a new suitcase, and then be back. So I know what the fuck was going on okay. anywhere. Okay. okay. Hoop Dreams? No, I have not seen that. Never even heard of it. Ah! Hoop got Dreams. Wait, who's in that movie? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, who's in that movie? Let me see. Hoop. Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. I think it's that... I think it's a nigga who's an equal. Hold on. Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams is a, uh, I think it's a documentary. No. Is it a documentary? Yeah, it is a documentary. Okay. That might be why you haven't seen it. Yeah. That's, that didn't okay, come wait. out in theaters. Maybe it didn't. Okay. So, I mean, it's got a Screen Actors Skill Award. Let me see. Hold on. Because I thought, because people talked about this movie so much, I thought it was a regular movie that came out. And, oh, it was a 30-minute short film produced by PBS. All right, that don't count. Never mind. Who's even now, watching PBS anymore? The me! Okay, okay. I watch, that's how I missed all these do black make, movies, because I was too busy do you watching make PBS. So you watching ballerinas and Sesame Street and shit. Did you, yeah. do you make contributions because you know it's a public I, uh, I need to make my new contribution again because I can't uh, watch certain stuff on my PBS app so I need to re-up on my contribution but like as a kid I was like it was like because they would go paid for you for viewers like you and it go thank you and I was like one day I'm going to be a viewer that contributes yeah I've, I've contributed like that was, so many times because like I just loved PBS growing up because we didn't have cable so Right, we didn't have cable a lot either, so I learned way too much about space and wildlife. Yeah, uh, ballet. I thought I was much. a ballerina. I thought I was a ballerina for at least five years. Oh man, I learned so many dances. My mother said I used to uh, pretend I could tap dance in doctor's offices before I actually took a dance class. I'm like mm -hmm. four years old, like just tapping around this doctor's office, and this lady goes, "Oh my goodness, you're so good!" And I just looked at her and went, "And I never had a lesson, and I'm four, <laughs> and I'm just." <laughs> Flipping around this office. Hilarious. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. And I got Theater. Masterpiece Theater is super dope on PBS. Masterpiece too. Theater was my jam. I fucking love. Oh my God. Downton Abbey is one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I got to find something. Wait, wait, wait. I got to get you. I got to get you. I got to get you because I know you've seen all of these. I know you've seen all of these. I'm like, I looked up black movies and you're in, now you're on the poster. And I was like, Hello. hey. Okay. Marlon Wayans movie, Fifty Shades of Black, just came out. Yes, I saw that damn movie and was a little bit <laughs> upset because they are auditioned for, first of all, they said they're looking for a Tiffany Haddish type. Okay. Yo, that happened to Ashley Nicole Black and they didn't ask her to come read for it. They asked me to come read for it and it took some of the shit I said in the audition and put that shit in the movie. That wasn't in the script. That's, they ended up going with the white girl. They ended up going with the white girl. Oh, wait, okay. Funny. 
okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. The bingo long traveling all-stars and motor kings. Mm-hmm. No, stars. ain't nobody, nobody saw it's, that shit. This came out in 1976. Nobody saw it's, that shit. <laughs> it made $33 million at the box office. It was a Motown production. Barry Gordy produced the movie. All right, that's okay. not fair. That's that's deep cut. I wasn't All right, even born, I wasn't even born in '76, but okay. True, true. Okay, Uptown Saturday Night. Wait, How to Be saw a that. Player. Everybody saw How to Be saw a that. Player. Saw that. Woo. Damn. Booty call. Oh, one of Who my favorite black. One of my fa- two can play that game. One of my favorite black movies that I don't even think that anybody has ever seen. Daughters of the Dust. You right about that. Never heard of that. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> the movie came out it came out in 1991 it is a uh in it was an independent film and it was about a Gullah family it was about a, a Gullah a family in the Gullah community off of coastal South Carolina it was a real movie it's that, real because me and my that wasn't mainstream but it was a movie so that's good Bro, but bro. where did it even bro. air? It wasn't in theaters. Hold on, let me see. There's the plot, da 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 da. The cast, development, casting, because there's like Gullah language in it. Ah, uh, hold on. It was at Sundance. Let's see. The first feature film by my. It was distributed in theaters. Uh-huh. And it got re-released in 2016. Yep, it's not telling me how much money it made though. And who is it? Who is in it? Nobody. Uh, hey, now, uh, I don't think anybody's working right now. Uh, let's see, Coralie Day, Barbara. Oh, everybody who's in this movie, I've never seen in anything else ever. Okay. I've never seen them in anything else. And I remember. Because there's a lady in the movie. It's this real pretty light-skinned lady, and they call her Yellow Mary. Mm. And my mama's light-skinned, and her name is Mary. So you can right. attach those two. <laughs> you right. know my mama. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was out in theaters. So, all right. So, basically, Tiffany Haddish, you are the blackest person who has ever been on that black. You are the blackest guest on that's ever been on a black-ass show. I don't drink Hennessy. But I have drank what? it before. I've drank but it see, before. But you drink Ciroc, though. I do. I drink Ciroc like a motherfucker. Look. I, I remember so, we went to a specific restaurant because you had to get Ciroc. Was that the peach one or which Ciroc. one is that? This is the watermelon one. <gasps> That's watermelon Ciroc. Girl, this stuff is like Kool-Aid, Okay. Oh no, you that's like when I need, drink soju. Yeah, that's not like only one cup because it literally I measure it out of cup. Some people drink, you know, four ounces, you know. Oh, I only have three ounces. No, one cup. That's enough for me for the whole fucking event. Because anything more than that, and I'm 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 You're I'm, toasted and honey roasted. Mm-hmm. Wait, you've seen it, beloved? Yeah, I saw Beloved. I was so Beloved scared the fuck out of me. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" When she started swinging them kids around, I was like, "I'm out. 
And I just was like, nope, I'm out. Right. Nope. And it was like, that baby was dead. So this is like coming from the, coming from hell, a resurrection of some sort of demon. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have let the bitch out. in my house. I wouldn't no. have let her in my house. I don't care. Look, if you didn't come back looking like the baby that died, the same size as the baby, you're not coming in here. No. That shit. Wait, devil in a blue dress. Saw that. Yes. Damn it. Ooh, Mississippi Masala. Yes. I've seen both of these movies. I've seen them. Have you seen Glory? Listen. Yes, I've seen Glory. We've all seen that single tear. Yes, yes, yes. We've all seen that single tear. Okay, see, these got to be like main. Well, it's like, I can't use deep cuts, but I know because the deep, deep cuts ain't nobody seen. So that's not going to work. Uh, well, Tiffany Haddish, congratulations. You have seen black. more black movies. <laughs> I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm black and black. Wait, have, so wait, you've seen CB4. Have you seen Fear of a Black Hat? What? Share of a black, what? Fear of a black hat. Girl, no. See, it was a movie no, Ron Funches. No, it's Ron the one Funches? Ron Funches. No. Ron Funches talked about this movie, and basically it was a it was like a mockumentary like CB4 about a rap group called Niggas with Hats. And it's funnier than CB4. I'm about to pull that shit up right now. It's called like, Black like, Hat. It's called Fear of a Black Hat. Fear of a black hat. Yes. I'm, I'm about to pull that up right the fuck now. Fear of a black. First of all, I got to learn how to turn my damn TV on. Your TV is spaceship. Yeah, got this big ass TV and the battery, I don't know, on the remote control. I can't, I got to stop putting them in my vibrator. I keep switching them off. You got to have another, vi you got to have a vibrator battery stash from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, you do. What you need so, to do is get I one just, that's rechargeable. Well, no, I just ordered a... Well, see, those be burning out fast. Those those toys die quick. Do they? I don't know toys. nothing about this. I yeah, don't know. Well, I, do. I don't know nothing. Well, well, I do. So those ones die quick. The ones that you can plug into the wall and recharge, they die too fast. Mm. But okay, the ones with the batteries, those are the ones you want to use. But you got to... Um, you got to... Um, you do have to have a battery stash. And sometimes you run out of batteries and then you'd be like, dang, okay, I'm going to get some when I go to the store. And then you forget. And then that's when, like, like I just, real, like, I've been switching the batteries off and I made a put in the order. Groupon sells a whole bunch of batteries. And usually once a year I buy, like, <laughs> 80 batteries or whatever from Groupon. And it's, like, 40 bucks, you know, and it's you good for the year. <laughs> have you ever thought of rechargeable batteries? Yeah, I've thought of that, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> so you said the name of this is called it's called Black Hat Fear of a Black fear Hat. Fear of a fear of a black hat. Fear of a black hat. My apologies, I couldn't hear that. Fear of a black hat. Okay, it's pulling it up. My landlord just scared the fuck out my uh, super did. Now, if it ain't on, it ain't on my app. Okay, here we go. Fear of a black hat. It's free too. It's like just play. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not free, but I have Amazon Prime. I saw I watched it on Amazon Prime. I think it was free on Prime. I think. Or it was like $2.99 or rent. I don't remember. Mm. So what's the biggest thing people should take away from Inkwell? I think that the, the biggest thing that people should take away from Inkwell is that, you know, adolescence is awkward and it's okay to be a little awkward. And it's nothing wrong with going to see a therapist. And it's important to go on vacations with your family. Now, what's the biggest thing you think people should take from 227? I think the biggest thing they should take with, from 227 is um, family, uh, neighbor, being neighborly, and uh, building a, you know, make sure you have a strong, like they made, she made sure that she had a foundation around her. You know, she had her friends and family first, and mm-hmm. they supported each other. And I think that's so important to today. That's amazing. You're absolutely right. Uh, we need more community because, oh, with everything going on, we definitely need each other right now. Right. Because, oh, shit. So, Tiffany, our friend, my sister. Can I say one thing before we go? Please. This fear of a black hat has an 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm about to rent it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Girl, really I'm about to it. smoke this weed and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to see. I hope, it's, <laughs> I hope it's as funny. If it is not as funny as you making me feel it is, I'm going to send you the longest text message. <laughs> that is going to be slightly disrespectful if you waste 89 minutes of my life right now. If 89 see? minutes of my and life you know, wasted. And see, now you get it. Now this is like, so imagine how you would feel because you're like, all right, if I waste 89 minutes of my life, I'm going to be pissed. Right. Now imagine that feeling you have right now. That's why I don't watch Baby Boy. Okay. Okay. You get it? I get it, boo. <laughs> I well, get Tiffany, it. I, I but I'm going to tell you right now, me. I'm going to tell you right now, you wouldn't be wasting your what? time watching Baby Boy. You would actually enjoy it. But I love you, don't say. And I I'm love you, my so sister. I'm so happy you have me on here. You are my sister. I'm so glad you did this. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And I'm so yeah. glad you did it. And uh, I love you. I love you too. You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry. I've been here no, for myself. Don't cry. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Now you're going to make me cry for real. Okay, I got to do my outro. You're going to make me cry. All right. to thank Tiffany Haddish for joining me on the show today. We talked about how Inkwell was the first time Tiffany saw black people go on vacation, how 227 showed the strength of a community of black women, and we deduced that Tiffany Haddish is the blackest person to ever black on that black ass show because she has seen the most black movies. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show.
a podcast network.